An Exam Conundrum A story by Sophia Gabriel When Nika got the email stating that her last exam for that week had been moved to that very day, she was upset. And when she realized it didn't mean it was exchanged with the papers intended for that day, she was ready to crack her phone screen. But then again, Obiagili had already done that, which caused Nika to press the upper right corner of her phone to be able to read the message clearly. Obi, we are still preparing for school. Let me not catch you sleeping, no. Dropping the harbinger of bad news, she pushed off her bed and walked into Obiagili's room. Her younger sister looked like she was suffering from spasm as she jolted out of the bed and nearly toppled over her pillow. Uh-huh. Morning. Go on, bits. Uh-huh. And how many times have I told you to throw your pillow to the other side if you will not use it at night? Sorry. Sorry now. Obi said, rubbing her eyes and picking the pillow. She never used the pillow to sleep because she preferred a flat surface, but refused Nika from using it either. The call for prayers in the mosque adjacent to the apartment spurred Nika into action. She helped Obiagili out of her nightwear and into the bathroom, leaving only when Obiagili had splashed water on her face. Obiagili is six now, but she has the tendency to hold on to sleep for as long as you let her. The last time she left before that happened, she had to explain why her five-year-old sister had two deep gashes from a fall in the bathroom. Nika rushed into the kitchen and placed a pot of water on one side of the stove. The stove was a type with three burners. Then she poked the stew in a pot sitting next to it. Her finger passed through easily, so she placed the pot of stew on the other side of the stove. She grabbed the paper she had left in the kitchen last night and went through the content. List of things to buy included 1. One mudu of sugar 2. Bathing soap 2 bars for Obi, 4 for her 3. Water bottle 4. Gari 5. Grinded pepper 6. Onions for Mama Tea She rushed into their kitchen store to get macaroni and groaned when she realized it was the only one she had left. After pouring it into the boiling water, she sat on the stool and popped the pen cap off. 7. Macaroni and spaghetti 8. Tomato paste Obi, are you almost done there? Obi Ageli's tiny voice rang back. Nodding, she focused on sputtering stew as she brought out the sieve. Then, she heard the faint creak of a metal door. She judged that Mama T must have just opened her shop. She would ask her for the money for her onions when they are done. Nika lowered the stove's heat and went to retrieve Obiagili from the bedroom. The girl had taken to playing with water after bathing. Nguano, I have brought your clothes, so wear your pants and your vest, then meet me in the kitchen. Nika said as she led her sister to her room. Inside the room, she proceeded to spread out her arms and rubbed lotion on her. When she returned to the kitchen, she turned off both burners and sieved the macaroni, 
serving it on a rubber plate for Obiagili, who appeared with a pants worn inside out. And just as the sisters collected the money from Amatiti, a big-boned man rushed over and lifted a squealing Obiagili in the air. Obi, how are you? I'm fine, Afrikiti. He dropped her and squeezed Nika's waist. Babe, ready for exam? Hmm, exam. Hmm. His face turned into one of confusion. It was a look Nika understood. The news came as a surprise to her too. Thankfully, she was not like most of her classmates who studied for an exam only the night before. They shifted my family planning exam to today. I will now write it after complicated midwifery. Uh-uh. What kind of rubbish is that? What is happening tomorrow that they had to shift it to today? They didn't say, oh, but I think it's because the new intakes will be having their orientation tomorrow. They moved towards the road with Obiagili between them. It doesn't make sense. Like, I don't know that. Does anything in Nigeria make any sense? Nodding his acquiescence, he helped them cross the busy road and shooed away a furtive street hawker. It was just 6.38 a.m. in the morning, and they were already hawking their wares. When will your first paper end? By 12.00, by 12.00, and the second paper is by 1 o'clock. Just tired. Will you have time to pick Obi up? She held the taxi down, nodding slowly. Eh, I thought about it. I will rush over to her school after the first paper and drop out Mama Titi. She would help her get whatever she wanted from the house. And when I'm done with the second paper, I will enter the market before coming home. That's too much stress now. He said, just as the taxi slowed to a stop. I'll pick her up from school and we'll shop for you. Just focus on your exams. Oh, madam, I beg now. Which kind of thing be this? Nika held a hand to silence the taxi driver who had started complaining about time. She would have to check his driving even with how impatient he looked with all these dangerous road users. You don't need to do that. I can handle it. I've already talked to Mama Titi. Obi, enter the car. I'll pick you up from school today. You too, babe. Give me the list and I'll do the shopping. Why worry Mama Titi when you have me? He pried the list from her grip and gently shoved her into the car. But she wouldn't shut the door until he collected the money she planned on using for the shopping. He didn't make a fuss about it because he knew how stubborn and self-sufficient his girlfriend was. Now, when she dropped Obiagili at school, she informed her teacher that someone else would be coming to pick her. She didn't want Ikedi to have issues if he was unable to reach her while she was busy brushing up for the second paper. The only money she had on her was her transport fare and spare change in case she got hungry. So, in the event of any issue arising, she would not be stranded. By 12.35 p.m., Nika was buying Puff Puff and Zobo, looking like she would eat the seller's head if it came down to it. It was almost 1 p.m., and all they had done was sign into the exam hall and endure the sweltering heat caused by too many bodies in such a small space. And the flimsy excuse the staff had given had grated on her skin even more because why would grown people not know how to plan? Eh? They claimed they had issues 
printing the exam paper and we're trying to fix it. Inika knew if she was a staff member, she would have made sure those papers were printed two days before they would be used. As she chewed into her puff puff, she thought of Ikedi and Obi and hoped everything was going smoothly. Her phone was plugged to her friend's power bank inside the hall, so she would call them when she was done eating. The exams weren't compulsory for students with good GPA like her, but she wanted to write them because they would help boost her application. She planned to further her studies outside the country and they took GPA very seriously. Before she leaves, she will place Obi in their older brother's hands, of course, as he is the only one who can manage her. At 23, taking care of her younger sister was hard. But doing it because their parents suddenly went to meet their ancestors was harder. Shaking her head to clear her thought, she finished up her fourth and downed her zobo in three large gulps. Hmm, she should really check up on those two. Just as she entered the exam hall, two staff members walked in with boxes of their question papers and everyone scrambled to their seats. She rushed out to make the call. Sir, sir, no, no, it will be quick, it will be quick. But stopped short at the number of calls she had missed. Another call came through before she had the time to react and she picked up. Heart in her throat. Please, please, not an accident. Please, not an accident. Babe, thank God I reached you. You are done with the first paper, right? No. How is Obi? No. What How is Obi EKD? She heard his tremulous sigh and gasped. <gasps> oh, God, tell me my sister is okay, EKD. Talk now. She's fine. She's just getting stitches. Why? That's why I'm calling you. We went to Gorilla Park and she fell off the swing. I was looking, I swear. I don't know, it happened so fast. Gorilla Park, EKD, what happened to our plan? She really wanted to take ice cream and go on the slide. Hey, God, and fall from a fucking swing. Hey! The security agent at the door gave her a stink eye before returning to his prayer bids. She moved away from the hall and whispered, demanded, Where are you? What hospital? We are okay. They were just trying to reach you because Obi went and told the nurse that I'm not her actual uncle. She could hear the embarrassment in his voice. And? And they wouldn't let us leave until you come over. But we'll be fine. Don't worry. Write your exams. <laughs> As if she could focus now. She knew how bad it was with Obi. The girl had never learned to hold herself when falling. She felt like a sack of potatoes. Nika had complained to a friend about it once and they had laughed about it. She hasn't learned self-preservation yet. She had said. Nika called Boo. Every time, Obi flinched away from the iron when she realized it was on. And every time, she wouldn't eat her food while it was hot. Were all acts of self-preservation. The girl just had a problem with falling. It took 25 minutes to arrive at the hospital and an additional 20 minutes to be cleared and allowed to leave. Ikedi looked sheepish 
and Obi was in too much pain to get scolded. Nneka really wanted to scold someone, but pouring an air on Ikedi didn't seem okay. He was just trying to make her sister happy. God knows over the years, she has met men who thought of Obi as an inconvenience. So having one who adored the little girl was a blessing she could count each day. When they reached his black sedan, she was sufficiently calm and in better spirits. That is until he began to pat himself frantically. Like a bad dream, she watched as he tried to open the car and slum after seeing his key on the car seat. Like an even worse dream, she listened to him complain about his wallet locked in the car. I have money at home. I'll call Mama Titi to help me bring it out to her shop. So when we drop, we'll pay the taxi driver. She looked around and concluded the hospital environment wasn't secure. You can come back with a spare later. Let's just go home. I'm really tired. He followed quietly, holding a school bag and helping her wave the taxi over. Obi had fallen asleep in her arms and her weight caused Nika to arc her back, sending bolts of pins through it. She knew she shouldn't have taken that 15-minute nap in the exam hall. After paying the taxi driver, the exhausted trial entered the apartment and Nika laid Obi to sleep. Apparently, they had come home from school and were eaten when Obi decided she wanted to milk her sister's boyfriend of his money. Knowing she wouldn't meet the exams anyway, Nika decided to shelf everything they had bought and make lunch. When she arrived at the kitchen, however, and saw the empty counter, she called for Ikedi. Uh-uh. Did you already keep everything for me? Eh? Her eyes lashed on the empty sugar container. The stuff on the list. Did you keep everything where they are supposed to be? The list, yes. I forgot the list. What do you mean you forgot the list? You forgot it in your car, right? With the items you bought. Eh, we can go and get them later. He face palmed, letting out some colorful expletives. I forgot to buy them, Nika. She refused to look into his remorseful eyes and grabbed 1,000 naira from the couch. You know what? I'll go and write my second exam. We'll talk when I get home. At the door, she turned to him with a glare. And for God's sake, learn to say no to Obi. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this story, please give us a like and share. You can also follow us for more intriguing short stories just like this one.